welcome to Flourish with Trish, a podcast dedicated to the curious and creative. Working with like-minded women chasing their dreams is something I have always been passionate about. Being a freelance photographer who specializes in creating content for women-run businesses means that no two days are the same. Every day I'm learning, every day I'm inspired, and every day is exciting. It's a real privilege being able to spend my days with passionate women in their respective fields. The knowledge each of these women share with me in the short time that we have together is incredibly inspiring and deserves to be shared with a wider audience. So here we are. From thought-provoking conversations to personal life stories and everything in between, I can't wait to introduce you to some of the beautiful women who have inspired me. My hope is that this podcast ignites a fire within and inspires you to live a life full of passion and purpose. Let's flourish together. I have always known that I could trust myself, as if I was born with an inner set of beliefs that I could tap into whenever I needed them. Where they came from, I wasn't sure but I have always taken comfort in knowing that they were there and that I could always rely on them. If I told you that you were born with everything you ever needed to be successful, would you believe me? If you could access a blueprint to your life based solely on your date of birth, time, and location, what would you say? Would you want to learn about the inner workings of who you truly are and what you came here to do before the world told you otherwise? If you're still with me, (laughs) thank you for tuning in, but I need you to pay close attention. Take this as a sign from the universe that you were meant to hear this episode right now. There is no such thing as coincidence. You're here and you're ready. And I'm so excited for what you're about to learn about human design. Now, for some of you, I can appreciate this is all sounding a little woo-woo, but I can assure you that this new age design combines both science and spirituality. Consisting of quantum physics, astrology, the Chinese I Ching, the chakras, and the Kabbalistic tree of life, human design is here for you to recognize your innate gifts and traits so that you can be who you truly came here to be, which is the most effortless road to living your life of passion and purpose. I can't tell you how grateful I am for this month's guest featuring Angela Curtis. Ange, who is now someone I consider a very dear friend of mine, reached out to me over Instagram this past June after hearing an episode of Flourish. Having stumbled upon human design in the midst of her very own personal self-discovery journey and experiencing firsthand the positive impact it had on her life, Ange continued to lean into her passion and spent the last year and a half studying to become a human design reader. And honestly, there couldn't be a better human being for the job. Because I wasn't sure how I was going to articulate or prove to you just how accurate this practice really is, I thought I would share a portion of my own personal reading with each of you so that you could see just how precise it is. To say that this reading gave me validation would be an understatement. This entire experience, which I cannot wait to explore further, made me feel seen 
It's almost as if Ange provided me with some kind of permission slip to my own life, enabling me to continue to love my uniquely authentic self completely unapologetically. As always, I am so grateful you guys are here, especially for this incredibly inspiring conversation. I really, really can't wait for you guys to fall in love with Ange like I have. It's definitely a girl crush because, like you'll see, she is one in a million. So let's dive right in. All right, Ange. I'm so freaking excited that you're here. I really, really am. And I can't believe that this episode literally blossomed and flourished right out of a Instagram DM, right? Didn't it? Yeah, it did. (laughs) Slid in there. Slid right into my DMs. (laughs) This is amazing. Um, I just, I think it's like, I just want to dive right in. I want to know, how did you arrive right here? Um, that's a good question, Trish, because I'll be completely honest with you. I feel so out of my comfort zone right now. (laughs) I'm looking around here at us recording and I'm like, how did this happen? Um, but it really truthfully was me leaning into my human design. I did a lot of self-work. I learned a lot about myself and it took me leaning into the things that I learned through diving into my own chart, accepting some of my things that normally kind of hold me back, but also identifying my gifts and really leaning into them. And some of those, which I wasn't aware of before. So, um, it was through my own self-discovery and taking some of those risks that I probably wouldn't have before. Really? Mm -hmm. And how did you, how did that venture happen? Like, how did you end up finding human design? How did you get to that whole experience? Like, You don't just stumble upon that, or maybe you do. I don't know. (laughs) No, funny enough, human design actually came across my path multiple times before I really decided to dive into it. Um, But this time was different, and I was at a point in my life where, which I'm sure some of your listeners can relate to, um, where you've done all of the things that you've been told you're supposed to do. Mm -hmm. So I went to school, I got a post-grad, I got a corporate job, I've got these amazing things in my life, like family, friends, a great partner... I'm living abroad. I'm doing all the things that society is telling you means you should be kind of feeling in your perfect state. Yeah. But there was still Successful, exactly. all of those things, right? Yeah. yeah, you've got it. Yeah. Nothing in my life told me that I should be questioning if maybe there was a little bit more or maybe something was missing. But there was just this knowing inside of me that there was a part of me that I was still hiding or that I wasn't allowing to just be myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think the pandemic hit. Yeah, Like so many of these small businesses or these new businesses that you're bringing onto this podcast or helping with your other work, it really made us all stop and just be stuck with ourselves. Mm. It was just us. You had no choice. You had no influence from any of the units that you normally would. So there was no, you know, society or your coworkers or your friends or your family helping to influence how you make all of your decisions like they would so in the true. past. Yeah. Cause when you're in complete solitude and I was in solitude as well, mm-hmm. like solitary confinement, I don't know, <laughs> but I loved like, you know, you, 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 there's a lot of, um, I don't know. I, I found a lot of comfort in being alone and actually I loved being within my own thoughts and in my own head because you mm-hmm. can explore a lot about yourself that maybe you haven't because of the normal hustle and bustle of life. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Did you like being alone right away or did that take time? Well, I thought it was kind of cute at first. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was going to be cute at first. Um, and then 
I don't know. Like it was kind of like, okay, I had to get into a routine Mm -hmm. and I had to create my own like little rituals every single day. Right. Yeah. And that was like, whether it was journaling or, uh, like getting up journaling, right. Uh, what's it called? Doing a workout, like, Mm -hmm. um, nourishing my body. And then it kind of like, I don't know, like there was always like I had created space or time for more things to flow through me. Mm -hmm. Right. So I feel like, is that kind of what happened with you? Yeah. I mean, prior to the pandemic, I'll be honest, I wasn't someone who enjoyed being alone. I think I'm realizing that I needed my alone time to recharge, Mm -hmm. but I, I I loved being around my friends, my family, but in a way that I felt like I couldn't even make decisions without getting their input. At that time, I wouldn't have been able to understand that, but that's what I, looking back now, I realized it was in a healthy way because I've got great people, but it was also in a very, honestly, probably codependent way. Um, so with the pandemic though, Cause I'll agree with you yeah. now I love spending time by myself, mm. but it's because you go in, you do that inner work, you start to understand yourself, you start to really enjoy yourself and you build this, this inner confidence. Yeah. Right. So it's, that was really what, what forced me to start digging inward. Mm-hmm. And then I've always loved personality tests, astrology, all of those things. So, um, a connection from my past, a girlfriend of mine, who now, I mean, we are just thick as thieves because of this, but um, she kind of slid into my DMs again. (laughs) (laughs) Funny how that happened. Yes, and we had been talking about how we were both on this personal journey, and she was like, have you ever heard of human design? So is this what drove you to human design? Yes, she brought it back. So I was doing the inner work, so I think I was open for it, because like I mentioned before, I had heard of it before, but it just... Honestly, it kind of confused me. I just think I wasn't ready for it. Yeah. But this time was different. She asked me about it. I said, kind of. Um, And then she sent me a little bit of information about my charts, similar to what I did with you. Yeah. And I was just mind blown. I felt so seen. I felt so validated. Also, it just felt like somebody read my diary almost. Like it was just these parts of me that I was like, wait, what? Yeah. This is actually ingrained in who I am. And I... I couldn't have asked for a better kind of permission slip to really start leaning into who I was. And I think that really was the the catapult for me having the confidence to then continue that further. Yeah. Um, so that that is kind of how I got to, to really diving further into this mm-hmm. modality or practice or whatever you'd like to refer to it as. You found human design and, you know, you've, you've started studying a little bit more and, and you've, dove, you've dove into it. How are you now implementing that into your everyday life and how is that mm-hmm. affecting the, you know, um, decisions that you're making or the relationships that you have? Like, yeah. Am I right in assuming that's a thing? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it is. That is such a good question too, because I think there's a couple phases of when human design comes into your life. So mm-hmm. there's this, the beginning, it kind of feels like that being seen, like we talked about, but then what we refer to in human design is that it's an experiment. So you're not just going to understand your chart and then things are just going to start flowing differently for you. It really is. You're supposed to just start testing it in your life. Take the little pieces, do the, like the smallest steps you can with it and watch how that unfolds and test it out for yourself. That's what anything you learn about self-help or spirituality or science, like take it in for what it means to you and try it yourself before you just believe whoever's telling you about it. And so that's what I started to do. And it's hard. You're changing what you've been doing for years and years and years. Like and they, conditioning, what society 100%, puts on 100%, yeah. exactly. And so they say it can take years before you're fully your, well, if you want to call it authentic self, which I feel like is a popular term <laughs> yes. these days. But that's what I started to do. And sometimes I can still, I've got to remind myself to do it. But, you know, 
for an example, one of the things I learned about my chart is that I, I have a consistent emotional energy within me. And that was one of the things that when I was really young into my teen years, and even now it was hard for me to manage and hard for other people to understand sometimes. Mm -hmm. So I'm on a constant wave of emotions, whether they're up, whether they're down, but that is also a superpower of mine. I'm going to live a fully felt life, Um, but it's understanding your wave and knowing that maybe when you're up, you don't make decisions because you're super excited and you might not feel that way later, but also when you're down, don't worry, you're going to come back up again. So that's just one example, but that is, you know, every, if I wake up feeling a little bit low, I know that, oh, okay, that's fine. I'm going to come back up again. And I don't attach myself to that. And I don't sit in it the way that I used to. And I don't judge myself for it either. Because you understand that this is part of you and this is a flow state and you have to kind of ride that wave really. It's nice, but it must be kind of comforting and reassuring to know that this too shall pass. Absolutely. And I'm going to be okay. Or this isn't like, this is just who I am. Sometimes yes. I'm good. Sometimes I'm, I'm not. Yeah. Right. Um, and that's really cool. So with, you know, you found a lot of comfort within that. What kind of moved you from going to, okay, this is great for me and this works for me. Like what was the, like, I guess, catalyst to now wanting to help others? Like, why do you, why is that, mm-hmm. why is that important to you? So what's really interesting about human design is it, um, it's not only about you. So I can look at my partner's chart or my friend's chart or my parents' chart, and I can start to understand them a lot better, which helps me accept the parts of them that maybe I didn't understand before and vice versa. If I can explain mine to them, you can also look into compatibility charts and see, you know, here's the things that Trish and I are going to see really strongly eye to eye on. Here's the moments where our friendship is going to be really, really strong Mm. or, Here's the things we don't, but there's that opportunity for magic, right? Because we're, we're coming together. We're kind of lighting up that energy that normally wouldn't exist. And so I started to play with that because I really, I just love understanding people. That's yeah. kind of at the basis of what all of this comes from. Mm-hmm. And so I'd start playing around with that. I'd start just understanding people in my life's charts because I wanted to know. Mm-hmm. But then when I got to start telling people about their charts or when they were interested in it and seeing them light up and them being excited about it, I was just like, oh, there really is something here. Yeah. And that's how I started to really share human design more with people. But I think it's important to note that I've never really sat down and consciously been like, okay, this is this is my path to become a human design reader and to become successful. I've just step-by-step step kind of followed my gut, followed what I'm enjoying doing, and I'm kind of seeing where that leads me. I'm leaning into the unknown, yeah. which I haven't done before, right? Mm-hmm. I was never like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be on a podcast for human design. <laughs> no, I just, I just messaged. I was like, hey, Trish, I messaged you because it felt right in that moment, and this is where it's led to. Yeah. And that's the type of energy I'm trying to lean into more Yeah. Um, rather than just trying to plan everything out and look at the end game before even getting started. Yeah. But it feels right, doesn't it? It does. It feels amazing. And it's it feels nice to get out of your own way. <laughs> yeah. And would you say that since taking some, I mean, sending me a DM, I'm going a bit like, it is a bit woo-woo, isn't it? Like, I don't, it's a bit woo-woo. Yeah. I think we have to tell the story of how that DM went. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because I feel like, yeah, like you literally, okay, so you heard a, a recent podcast of mine. Yes. That's what it was, right? Yes. You heard a recent podcast and you sent me a DM and you literally opened it up with, I said, hey, Trish, (laughs) I'm not sure if you're into anything too (laughs) woo-woo, but I have a feeling I understand your human design chart, and I'd love to tell you a bit about it. And you said, girl, I've literally got crystals in my bra right now. 
You're good. <laughs> I was like, yes. <laughs> Literally preaching to the choir. But it's crazy because, you know, you could have held, you, you could have gotten your own way and you could mm-hmm. have held yourself back from fear of what I would have thought of you. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I could have been like, oh my fuck, God, who is this girl? Like, yeah. what is she on about? Human freaking design. Mm-hmm. And I could have just shut it down. And that could have been a massive blow to your confidence, right? But you kind of overrid that whole, like, I could lose it all here. Like, I could she could think I'm weird, but mm-hmm. I'm just going to throw it out there and see what she says. And I think when you find your community or you find the right people and you also take those risks and follow your gut and your intuition, which you did, mm-hmm. it, it worked out well. And then by the end of that conversation, like within 30 minutes, we were like, I was like, you need to come to the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, whoa, what? <laughs> Pump the brakes. Yeah. But I think that's really cool is like, I guess that was probably reassurance and that you're like that. Yes, you're on the right, path, you're on the right, right path. Absolutely. And I wouldn't have, it's funny because the me a year ago, let's say, before I understood my human design, would have looked at what I did as taking a risk. But in that moment, it didn't feel like that. It felt like, I think I was just in, you know, what some people maybe refer to as flow state where it just felt right. I just, I was like, she's going to love this. Like I know she is. And I don't, it was just an inner knowing. That's all it was. But I think when you start to, yeah become your more authentic self and get on the right path, things like that do flow more easily and you don't feel as scared to do the things that you used to do. So true. Mm-hmm. And also reach, like, and knowing that like, you're not going to be for everyone. I know that I'm not going mm-hmm. I'm not for everyone. And that's cool. Like, yeah. you know, and, and everyone's not for me either. But I think that the more you start to open up and the more you start to be your authentic self, yeah. you'll start to attract the right people. Absolutely. Right? And, 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 it, and it will happen very easily and you'll start to feel like, oh, I'm not alone. Yeah. Right? So I know that we said it's woo-woo because, I mean, <laughs> it is. Call it woo-woo, but I'm, I am, I'm woo-woo. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and so when it comes to human design, I know that there's like a, a bunch of different ideologies that I mentioned in the intro, like the planets and chakras and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> um, but for those of the, that who don't really understand, I kind of want to take a bit of a dive into like the work, the inner workings of it or what it is. So would you be able to kind of break it down for us and explain like, what is the purpose of all of this and how it works? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So the idea behind human design is that we were all born with everything that we needed to be successful, to give back to our community, to find flow, to find joy in our lives. We were born exactly how we needed to be. And I mean, that's a tale as old as time. There's going to be lots of different areas of life that tell us that. But what human design does is based on your birthday, your birth location, um, and your birth time, it creates this energetic body graph or chart that is essentially your blueprint to help get back to who you are. This is so cool. It's very cool. (laughs) And it is, it's based on the planetary locations and the energy coming into that. Like it, there are a lot of hints of astrology in there. Um, but then of course it's combined with some other modalities, but the, you, you don't have to get lost in that. Okay. Really what people can do, they can go to mybodygraph.com and they can put in their birthday, all of their details. If they don't have their birth time, it's going to be hard, but a good human design practitioner can at least help you narrow that down a little bit and see what aspects of your chart are going to remain the same. Okay. And then you are provided with this blueprint or this body graph. And from there you start to learn so much about yourself, but also they give you the exact tools and practical takeaways to start implementing that in your life and to start playing with it. And to start getting back to, you know, what is my purpose? Leaning into who you are. And to me, that's kind of what it's all about. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. So it's quite, I guess people can, like you said, you can Google it. You can go on there. You can find your stuff. So 
when it comes to being like a human design reader, mm-hmm. what are the benefits of having someone like yourself when it comes to like understanding what, how to, yeah. how to, how to, how to really like, um, not, I guess navigate. Cause I, I assume there's like a lot of layers. Oh yeah. <laughs> there are so many layers. And I mean, I've been studying this and researching it for over a year now mm-hmm. and I'm still finding so much out. It's incredible. Um, but I think what's nice about going to a reader is that they can connect all the dots. Okay. So a lot of the information that you're going to find online is going to tell you everything, all, some of the different components of your chart based on just that component alone. But so Trish, if you know your energy type, let's say, which is one of the main components of your chart, you and I are the same energy type actually, which we'll get into when we dive into your chart. Okay. <laughs> but we've got different energy centers or chakras as people know them as that are either lit up, which means you've got a consistent source of that energy or they're not, Mm -hmm. they're undefined. And so there's things that are like that, that even though we are the same energy type, we will still see, show up differently in the world that will look differently for each of us. And it's those details and that intricacy that you're missing. If you're not working with a reader, you'll understand the main components, but you won't understand exactly what that uniquely looks like for you. Okay. So it's, great to know some of the main components which we're going to talk about yeah and you can do a lot of your own research and you can learn a ton Mm. Um, but i think what readers do is they help to take it to the next level and then they can also feed into what's going on in your life and being able to give you some really great advice or insight based on your specific chart that is so cool Okay. I, and I, I, I knew that this would be like the best way for people to kind of understand how accurate this is, mm-hmm. but like, can we go into my chart yes. and like my stuff? Because <laughs> and I, I, cause I think this is so cool. And yeah. you know, you literally sent me this in the DM, like a very, very brief, quick, but like, I can't tell you how, like, it was like magic. It really was mm-hmm. like, and when you say you felt seen and you felt validated, I genuinely felt all of those things. Mm-hmm. And I felt like, like you said, it's like someone read your diary or read your journal or like this inner knowing that you know you've always had within the pit of you, but you're like, why is that there? Mm-hmm. Why, like, where does that come from? Right. Yeah. And not really understanding where or why or how. Yeah. So I'd love for you to share with this little audience, this little yes, audience, a little bit about um, the reading that you did on, on me. Sure. Okay. <laughs> and one thing that I do want to say too, is that what's so cool about you, Trish, is that I see you living your design already without even knowing it, mm-hmm. at least big parts of it. And that's what, like, I think anyone who is doing the work to come back to themselves can get there, right? you got to do what works best for you. But that's why I was able to listen to what you're saying on a podcast and pinpoint exactly what energy type you are. That's not going to be the case with everyone, right? right? If they're not living their authentic self, they're not going to seem anything like their design. So it was so easy with me with you because I was just, I just knew. As really? soon as I heard, I was like, oh, this is for sure what she is. And then we did your birth chart and we're going to start at the top. So okay. the first thing with your chart that you're going to learn is your energy type. Mm-hmm. This is, if you are into astrology, it's kind of similar to learning your sun sign. It's not everything about your chart, but it's a really important component. Mm-hmm. So in human design, there are five different energy types. Okay. We've got our manifestors. So our manifestors are about 8% of the population and they are our initiators. So they have this impulsive energy within them. And what they need to do is follow those impulses, no matter what other people think, no matter how weird they think it is, no matter whose feathers they've ruffled, they mm-hmm. do, and they do, yeah. they will ruffle people's feathers, but they will also really inspire people. Like the manifestors are the people who start movements and not because they've told themselves, I'm going to go start a movement, but because they've followed their impulse in whatever direction it's led them. 
and they've just let people know that this is what they're doing and they're going to go do it. And that's how they can really get things going. Okay. And that's a manifester. manifester. Okay. And then we've got generators Mm -hmm. and generators are here to follow their excitement. And when they do that, they just, they, it's almost like they bubble over excited energy and it's contagious and everyone else can, can hop on that and ride that. And it inspires people. Mm. Generators are go, go, go. Like these are our hardworking, like they can grind through, they can take a project and finish it no matter what. However, this is the, this is the energy type that they say society is kind of based on right now. Okay. Right. It's that like, let's push, let's, let's get through, let's, let's sacrifice, let's move forward. No matter. It's that like very, very hardworking energy. Like don't stop until it's done Mm -hmm. with a generator. What they need to be careful of is that they invest in the right projects because they've got that energy that is, they'll take it to completion and they've, they've got the constant energy source within them to do it. If it's the wrong thing, they're going to burn out. So that's where they need to be careful is follow your excitement. That is the, one of the most important things. Okay. We've got our projectors. Okay. And these are non-energy beings. Okay. They're our newest energy type. Okay. And they are here to help guide what we call in human design the tribe, but really it's looked at as everyone being a collective. They're here to guide us. They're here to make our energy more efficient. So they have the potential to be very wise. They can sit up on top of a branch like a bird, look down at all of us running around like crazy. Yes. And be like, (laughs) no, you guys actually need to go this way. You guys should go this way. The challenge for projectors, though, is that they cannot give this advice unless they are invited to. This can be literal. This can be you know, an actual verbal invitation. This might be a bit more of an energetic invitation. Like, It can be you know, an email. It can be... There's many different ways. If, if I'm a projector and we're friends, Trish, we have an open invitation. We have mm-hmm. this energetic agreement that we know that we can be exchanging those things. So okay. they, they don't, don't need to be trapped in the invitation, but if a projector just starts firing off advice at people or trying to make things more efficient for people and they haven't been invited, it's not going to land. And that can feel very frustrating and projectors can feel very unseen. Right. So that's their challenge. They've got this beautiful gift, but they need to make sure that they've been invited to apply it. Got you. And then we have our reflectors. Okay. These are 1% of the population. They're Ooh. very rare. I've got two in my life, one of them which doesn't know yet. They're actually sisters, which is crazy. It blew my mind when I figured Whoa. it out. Okay. Yes. And so... Reflectors were here to sit at the middle of the the community or the tribe. If you look at their body graph, they're not going to see any color in any of their chakras. So that means they've got no consistent internal um, source of energy in each of the different um, energy centers or chakras. They are constantly taking energy from the people they're with and reflecting it back to them, taking it in and amplifying it. They're here to show us how we're doing. So reflectors can sometimes be frustrating to be around if you're not ready to hear that. Mm. Without even trying, they're going to reflect back to you what's going on with you. But they can be the, the best of friends and the best of guides, and they, they are the ones here with the, the potential to be the wisest out of all of us. Okay. Yeah. And then finally, I've saved the, <laughs> the special one for last, is your energy type, MIO. Yes. We are manifesting generators. Okay. So the first two energy types that I talked about, manifestors and generators, we are a combination of the two, but we do come with our own special and unique aspects as well. So our manifesting generators or our MGs as we refer to them, Mm -hmm. um, they are our multifaceted beings. So we can initiate things like manifestors. We can also chase our excitement and follow things through and really push to the end like generators. 
But for us, it's it's really about doing as many different things that light us up or as <laughs> gosh, possible in crazy. life. This is why I heard it because you've got your podcast, you've got your photography. Oh my you've, god! You've got you're dipping your toe in so many different things, right? Yeah. And that is you. So it's for MGs. They're here to teach the world that our path does not have to be linear, right? Mm. It is. We're always taught that no matter what, you see something to completion. And don't get me wrong. You've got to be loyal. You've got to be good to your word. I get that it's complicated, especially in our society. But yeah. we need to build a life that allows us to change our mind. And that, that is, that's a superpower. So we can step into an activity or something new, master it really quickly. And that's the experience for us. It's not necessarily about completing it. This is just nuts because, uh, <laughs> like, honestly, growing up and like, it, it it just explains so much because mm-hmm. even in like my career path, like I only ever seem to have a two year cycle and I've, I've acknowledged that mm-hmm. I'm like, I go somewhere, I put my energy into it and I'm like, I can't grow in here. I can't grow here anymore. And I move on and I put my energy into something and I, you know, I want to do it really, really well. And I want to, you know, make myself proud, but make sure I'm doing really great work. And then I move on. Mm-hmm. And to people who don't get that, I feel like I could maybe look like I don't know what I want. Mm-hmm. I know what I want. Yeah. And, and, and like my parents, luckily they, like they got it. They're creatives. I'd love to know their numbers. Let's do them next. Yeah. Um, but I think that knowing that that is just who I am explains and, and is like, it's comforting and it's reassuring and it's validating to all the decisions that I've made, knowing that it was good for my gut, Mm -hmm. but society doesn't necessarily agree with it. No, society is not built at the moment. I do think it's starting to change, which is amazing. Okay. But society teaches us from when we're very young that life needs to be linear for you to be successful. If you want to be really good at something, you need to choose that thing and you need to put all of your time and energy into it to master it. You know, if you, you've got to go through school, you've got to get a job, like here is how you, you commit and you follow through. And that is how you get success. That is how you're happy (laughs) for some people. That might be very true. Absolutely. But for manifesting generators, (laughs) it's not. And like, that was one of the things that I felt so free learning. I mean, when, even when it came to choosing a university, I had no idea. I couldn't decide. Like I just, I didn't even know if I wanted to go to university. Right. And really it probably would have been best for me to take a step back and think about it and see what is my gut telling me to do. But because we are so committed to that, Mm. that line and that following what society has told us, you just keep moving forward. We're like, this obviously has my back. This is obviously the right decision for me Mm -hmm. because it's been set up this way. I'll just continue to do this and maybe it'll make sense later. Exactly. That's how I felt. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. And even when it comes to hobbies or activities, like if anyone (laughs) looks at my personal Instagram, it's like, Oh, she likes mountain biking. She likes running. She's into spirituality. Oh, she's just a figure skater. She likes dance. Like it's so inconsistent. And I used to be embarrassed about that. I was like, what's my thing? That's so true. I played <laughs> basketball, the flute, piano, yeah. danced, figure skated. Like I used to ride horses for Christ's yes. sake. Like I, and I think that's so cool that my parents also allowed that to happen. Mm-hmm. Like I'd be like, I don't want to dance this this year anymore. I want to figure skate. And they were like, yeah, okay. Like, yeah, luckily they did that, but it's, uh, it's just crazy to me and that this has been part of me since the day I entered it this is. world Yeah, and I've, and I hadn't realized it. And they say too, with a manifesting generator, that if you're going to ask them a question and even if you're going to ask yourself a question, like try and because we, we all have our, our, our gut is one of our strong senses, any okay. manifesting generator or a generator. So they say, 
both when you're asking yourself a question or trying to figure something out or you're trying to help another MG, don't ask open-ended questions. Give them an option. So if you're trying to figure out where you want to go on a trip, don't be like, oh, where would you like to go? It's like, do we want to go to London or do we want to go to Wales? And then you're going to get that like, oh, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to do. I tell my husband this. Yes. (laughs) Don't just be like, oh, because then our minds can go all over the place. There's so many different things that we'd be interested in. It's like those clear cut, do you want this or do you want this? And then when you're trying to figure out what to do, and you'll know, your excitement will come. You're like what you actually want to chase after will come. We've got that generator energy in us, right? Right. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so that, God. that actually leads into the next part of the chart. So anyone who is a manifesting generator, mm-hmm. you're going to have a strategy. So everyone has a strategy. Every single energy type has a strategy. Okay. And this is going to be how you interact with energy in the world. Okay. And so for a manifesting generator and a generator, that is to respond. And so the creator of human design used to say that this is one of the most exciting okay. <laughs> strategies to have. But don't worry, everyone's works for that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but essentially, when you're living in flow, when you're living in your design, life is just going to plop opportunities, ideas, inspirations down in front of you. And all we have to do is follow our gut and be like, yeah, or our excitement, whatever you want to call it. And be like, that's what I want to do. That's what I want to do. We don't have to stress about going out there and always creating it. And again, that can be, that can be somebody, you know, you put the podcast in front of me and I was like, yeah, I know, I know for sure that's a yes. Right. But that can be an Instagram post that I saw that I'm like, oh, that looks cool. Or a TV show that I'm watching and there's a character I'm feeling inspired by or what, you know, whatever they're doing, it can be different things, Mm -hmm. but the universe is going to just keep putting these in front of you. And all we have to do is decide if we want to or not. And that's if we're in alignment. That's right. So that. The thing is you have to create room for these things to okay. be put in front of you. So if you're one of these energy types, you're like, but the universe isn't putting anything in front of me that I feel excited about. Take a look around you at what's in your life that you're not. So saying mm. yes <laughs> is important, but so is saying no. Yeah. If it's not something you're excited about, you need to start looking around and saying, okay, this isn't something that I want. And you need to make room for these new opportunities and these new inspirations to be put in front of you. That also makes so much sense because... Since embarking on this whole thing with being a photographer, it has been very easy for me. And I don't want to sound like I'm bragging or anything. It has been hard work. Do not get me wrong. Like, Mm -hmm. it's hard work. It's a graft. But it has been really easy Mm -hmm. in the sense of, like, I've never chased work. It has come to me. Mm -hmm. Um, And it seems to be because I'm, you know, I'm I'm showing the kind of person I want to work with. I seem to get all like-minded people coming towards me. So it's just, and I've always wondered why does it seem, why is this so easy? But knowing that I'm like, well, I know that it makes, I'm happy. So like, if I'm happy, that must be people want to be gravitating towards someone who's happy and enjoys what they do. But then I guess it just makes sense that it's like, because I'm literally living in my flow, I'm going to keep having these kind of things dotted in front of me or placed, right? The universe knows that you're here to play with it. It's like, oh, she's, she showed us that she's ready to, to commit to herself. So you've given it that invitation to then work with you on it, Mm. right? You're in your flow. And I think that's what, like, just because you're enjoying what you're doing doesn't mean it's not hard work. Yeah. It feels different, right? But society's also told us that if you're having too much fun, it's not work. Exactly. And (laughs) and that's the thing. Life can be joyful and beautiful and not feel so sludgy and hard. And that actually leads me nicely to the next part of your chart, which is, again, this is the same for all manifesting generators. Okay. So if you're responding to things, that's how you 
That's your strategy. But there's something that we call the not self. So each energy type will have this kind of indicator that the universe will send to them um, that helps to let them know that oof, you're kind of, that's not for you or something isn't working about this for you. Okay. And for MGs or for us, that feeling is frustration. <laughs> and that can look, so that's frustrated energy, right? That's not, it doesn't necessarily mean that you, that's you sitting here and being like, I am really frustrated. That's any energy in your life that just feels stuck. So there can be times in your life where, you know, you've started a workout program and you get in shape like that. You're feeling strong. You're feeling great. You could be doing that same workout program, eating all the same food, but if you're not feeling in alignment, you just feel stuck. And that's one example. Like that's happened to me before. And you're, then you're just like, what is, I'm doing all the things. Like I'm doing all the things to move forward and it's not working. Like it's, it's, it's stuck energy. It can feel gooky. It can feel heavy. It can just feel like almost like you're trying to move through mud. Mm -hmm. And so I think if you know you're feeling that, that's an area to look around and be like, oh, is this, is this right? Is this wrong? But that's the type of, that's the wrong type of heart, right? Whereas you, you'll be working hard with your job, but you can feel things moving. Your Mm -hmm. hard work moves you forward. Your hard work helps you accomplish things. Whereas if you're not in alignment, you're working hard, but it just feels like no matter what, the, the work you have to do is way more than how much you're moving forward. I also feel like on that same topic, and I feel like this will go hand in hand with that, is that when I used to work for in a, in a job that I knew I wasn't going to last long in because mm-hmm. it didn't spark joy, the tired that I would experience from a day's work of just eight hours, like maybe it was sitting at a desk, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. It could have been labor intensive. It didn't necessarily have to be labor intensive. But the tired that I would experience on those days versus the tired that I experience now mm-hmm. are completely different. I, I wouldn't even use the same word. I was like exhausted, drained, sluggish, mm-hmm. like exactly that. And now I'm like tired. I'm like fulfilled. Yes. And I mean like when I go to bed, I'm exhausted. And sometimes when there's like serious magic on a shoot or with a client, I actually, <laughs> I don't think I've ever said this out loud. I actually cry. I could cry now. Uh-huh. I cry because it's like this feeling, <laughs> truly, it's this feeling of like, I don't know. I, I, there isn't a word for it. It's euphoric. Yeah. And it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have that. I want everyone to have yeah. that. I don't know if that's the manifesting generator in me. Yeah. I just, that feeling and I... I, I used to think this is, I, I used to tell myself like, this is not living, like going to work every day and feeling like this is not living. Mm-hmm. And then when you find something that is like literally ignites your soul. And when you go to bed at night, like tired, like you're like, Oh, I'm tired. Yeah. And you sleep so freaking well. Yeah. There is, it's so different. So is that the same thing you're kind of talking about or is that different? Yes. No, it's <laughs> she crying. <laughs> well, first it, when you're saying you want everyone else to have that, when you're living in that way, Trish, you're going to feel contagious to people in a good way. Like it's, you've got that generator energy within you, right? Mm-hmm. So that's that, that bubbling over that people are going to want to be around you and they're going to learn from you and they're going to then feel inspired to take their own steps. So you are just by being that way, you're helping other people be, be that way. Okay. But just like, and I love that you brought this example up because just like you have what we call the not self or the hint from the universe that you're on the wrong not wrong track but you're just you're you're meeting resistance okay you also have um what's 
for us, what is called satisfaction. So that's your, that's your teller from the, uh, universe that yes, this is good. And for us, that is feeling satisfied. And again, we take the term so literally, but the way it's described is that at the end of the day, you get into bed and you could just be like, like you've used up all your, <laughs> all your MG energy. Cause we've got a lot of it when we're doing the right things Yeah, and you feel like you've used it all up enough. So you can just like, Oh, you just go to bed and have the best sleep ever. And with manifesting generators, that is a teller is that the minute you start doing things that you really don't love, it can wipe the energy out of you. Mm. A lot of MGs that I talk to are just like, you know, when I do this thing, I'm so tired. I'm not someone that naps. I'm not someone that has to, you know, take some time out because I just can't even get through my day. But if MGs are doing things that don't align to them, that can happen pretty quickly. You can like exhaustion can take over. And that's part of that kind of frustrated, stuck energy. Right. Yeah. That makes so much sense. Mm-hmm. It's just crazy. Like, I don't know. I, I'm just, I, the, the more I'm learning about human design and the more you, you know, kind of dive into different things, like, cause there are so many, Yeah. I mean, we haven't even, we're like literally scratching the surface here. It's just, how come no one, how come, how come we're not handed this at birth? <laughs> well, and that, I'm so glad you said that because <laughs> again, this is something in human design and the creator of human design, which human design only came around in the eighties. Right. So it is still very new compared to a lot of these other systems that we're familiar with. And, you know, the, the, the common talk track is that this is a great tool for these new babies coming into the world. It's so good for us, of course, to understand it, but the way it's going to be really effective is for everyone around our age and whoever that's starting to have kids Mm -hmm. or already has kids to use this as a great parenting tool Mm. because each kid is different. They all come here with different needs, different wants, different gifts, different ways that they need to maybe recharge themselves. And so that is, you know, something that is the a hot topic within human design is that if you've got kids, learn their chart. And if it doesn't align with you, I mean, I don't have kids. I'm not going to sit here and tell anyone yeah. how to parent. Like, yeah. I've got a dog. <laughs> <laughs> I got a dog. <laughs> and he, wrote, he runs my show. So yeah. there's no changing that for me right now. But I think take it in with a grain of salt and, and experiment with it right? See if you can understand your kids a bit more. See if this is something that's going to help you mm-hmm. um, with how you how you parent them. And understand them mm-hmm. and help them navigate their way through the world. And, and understand themselves. And like, understand themselves. Right? Like, hey, this is okay that you're feeling this way. Or this is actually like really, really something that you should lean into or not be ashamed of. Like have it, giving them that confidence that, you know, this part of them is is supposed to be here, even if their sibling doesn't have that. Yeah. What else do you know in my chart? <laughs> Come on, tell me okay, it all. Yes. So another one of the things that our charts can tell us, and this isn't something that if you go to any reader or even if you're looking online that is always going to come up, it's not one of the core components of your chart. So energy type, strategy, which for you is responding, mm-hmm. is are some of the main aspects of it, but the final one is going to be authority. Okay. Okay. So your authority is the chakra or the energy center that you make all of your decisions with. Okay. So I would say energy so type. everyone's authority is not a chakra? That's Everyone's authority will come from one of the chakras, but oh, right. there are nine in human design. Okay. So they will come from different areas. Okay. So you'll learn your energy type, which is going to be very easy to find no matter where you go. Within your energy type, you'll figure out your, the two, you know, your, your hints from the universe, your not self, and you know, the hint that you're on the right path, your yep. satisfaction. But also make sure that you pay attention to your authority because this is your decision-making center. Depending on what type you are, it's going to be different. Okay. All of the different energy centers represent something 
different from each other. So you've got, for instance, your spleen. Your spleen is what drives your instinct. It, it is the oldest energy center. It comes from a time of when we were just here to really try and survive. So your spleen's going to drive anything that has to do with fear, survival instincts, resources, those types of things. Mm-hmm. You've got your sacral, which is your gut, your gut intuition. All of that sits within there. Okay. Um, you know, you've got, there, there's nine. I won't go okay. through all of them, but yeah. yours is the solar plexus or what's also known as the emotional center. Okay. So I touched on this a bit at the beginning because that is also mine. Okay. This is interesting. Yes. This is crazy. It's very cool. So when you're looking at your chart, it, you'll see in these energy centers and they're all shapes. Okay. If they're filled in, that means you have that energy source in you constantly. Okay. If they're empty, that means that's an area that you're very open to conditioning. But that's where you're taking in that type of energy from the outside world. And when we do that in those open energy centers, we take them in and then we amplify that energy back out. So it can be a really great, if you've got an energy center that is undefined or white, empty. Mm -hmm. Yes, it's open to conditioning, but that is also where you're open to so much wisdom. That's in those areas, you can feel empathy in those areas. You can understand other people. It can also be where maybe you're taking in a bit, a bit too much. Right. So because you and I have our solar plexus or our emotional center defined, it means it's filled in. It means we constantly have a sense, like our emotional energy is a constant source within us. So you, like me, will be on a constant wave of emotions. (laughs) I mean, look at me on this podcast. (laughs) Exactly. I was moved, honey. (laughs) (laughs) But that's what it's about. It's about being vulnerable and that's what we're here to do, right? Is to understand each other more. And so we will be on a constant wave depending on other aspects of your chart, your wave yep. could be different times, right? It could be every day. It could be over a few weeks. It could, it, you'll learn it. You'll, you'll start to understand it. You'll notice it about yourself. But essentially, if you're, if you're what we call unemotional, mm-hmm. you will, if you were put in a room with absolutely no outside influence on you, you could wake up in the morning and feel sad. Yeah. You could wake up in the morning and feel on top of the world. You could also just feel completely even keel, and that's where we, we want to wait for. Yeah. But we are on that constant wave. So if you've got that as a decision-making center, what they say is you need to wait for clarity. Do not make decisions when you're high, 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 because what's going to happen, especially <laughs> with a manifesting generator, is you're going to say, yeah, I want to do that. That's so exciting, which sounds good. Yeah. But then it's going to come around. You're not going to want to do it. It's going to feel out of alignment, but you're going to feel like because you committed to it, you have to. Okay. So don't make decisions from up there. Mm-hmm. Don't make them when you're feeling really, really down in the dumps. Sometimes with emotionals, you can feel like it just feels like the world is ending to you. It can feel very dramatic. Just accept it. When you know that, though, you can be like, oh, here we are. I'm just going to not pay attention to this. I'm not going to attach myself to this. But don't make a decision in that, in that time, in that state. Exactly. You need to wait until you're even keel, until you're leveled out. And you'll start to know that about yourself. And then there, whatever you're trying to make a decision on, See how it feels to you. Does it make you feel good? And that's where you know that, yes, that's for you. Right. With our energy type, it does mean we also have our sacral or our gut filled in. Yep. And so, you know, your energy centers are a team. At the end of the day, you're pulling from all of them. Mm -hmm. It's just your authority that helps make that final call. So we will have very strong gut feelings because we have those those are filled up with color that means that we've got that constant gut intuition within us mm-hmm. so you could feel a gut reaction trash about things and you do have a very strong gut instinct mm-hmm. or gut intuition yeah but then you need to also 
have that work in tandem with your emotions. Say, okay, where am I right now? Am I buzzing because I just did a great shoot and I'm really high and I'm feeling like on top of the world? Yeah. Maybe I should go home and unwind a bit, you know, take some time for me and then see how I feel before I commit. So always just say, you know, can you give me time? Or can I get back to you in 24 hours? Mm. Or yeah, that's a great idea. Let me just think about it. I got to sort a couple other things out. Just ask for a bit of time when you've got that authority. That's so good to know. I definitely feel, I've always felt like I have a very strong gut intuition. Like, yes. I, and very quickly, like mm-hmm. something will come. I'm like, hard no. Yeah. And, and, and I, sometimes I don't have to, I feel like I don't have to, maybe I do have to think about it actually, but I'll, I'll know that like, that doesn't feel right to me. Yeah. Right. And I feel like the more, especially now that I feel like I am living more and more into my authentic self, mm-hmm. that becomes very crystal clear to me. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. The more you lean in, it's like a muscle, right? The more you lean into all of this, Mm -hmm. I shouldn't say the easier, the more natural it's going to feel doing it and the stronger that that, you know, these energies are going to to come out. Like I said, if you're not living any part of your design, some of these things in your chart, you might be told and you're just like, that's not me. (laughs) Because you just haven't exercised it before, right? So it's, it really is something that you need to lean into. Um, Yeah. And one thing that I will say, because the emotional solar plexus is is an energy center that even if you don't have it as one of your authorities, they will normally let people know because it, emotions are a very um, point, almost point of contention in society, right? How emotional can we be? And especially as women. Mm-hmm. And so I do just want to say for anyone that doesn't have that filled in, you can be way more emotional than an emotional because if you've got that white energy center in your emotions, it means you're taking on everyone else's emotions and then you're amplifying them back out. So the best thing for people with that, if you're looking at your chart and that is empty or white is just to always ask yourself, is this mine? Is this mine? If, and really think about it. And if you've taken it on from someone else, that's okay. Feel it, take the wisdom from that, but know that you can let that go. And that takes practice as well. So that's a good, I just, I think when it's, you say emotional, that doesn't mean Trish, you're going to be one of the most emotional people. Like society is split. There's going to be like half and half emotional, non-emotionals. Yeah. But you know, it doesn't really matter what one you are in terms of how you portray your emotions in society. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense too that in society, yes, but even professionally. And when I speak, I'm very, I think passionate or emotional, Mm -hmm. whatever word you want to use, but I've been on shoots, you know, um, recently and over the last couple of years where there is just a certain type of magic. And I think because I usually I'm working for the most, I'm working with women predominantly women Mm -hmm. who are running their own businesses and who have taken that leap of faith. And there's a certain kind of, of, of feeling that when you have a group of a collective group of people who are all in alignment, Mm -hmm. I was on a shoot recently uh, with client tales of Romy Mm -hmm. Gorgeous. (laughs) Stunning stuff. I mean, stunning human being. Yeah. But every single person that was there was, was moved in this specific moment. And this like, and it was, and you can feel it. You even look at the videos and the, and the, and the images, but like, I couldn't stop crying and I couldn't stop, but it was like the most beautiful tears. And it Mm -hmm. felt like this sweet release. Like it was like, it needed to happen. And I I'm getting more and more of those. I'm like, hire the emotional photographer here. What up? I mean, it sounds like the joyful photographer yeah, to me. You're well, not, you're not kicking up a fuss. You're not having outbursts. You're not like, no. you're, you're feeling absolutely pure joy. Yeah. yeah. And I just, like I keep saying, I want it for everybody. And that's why I feel like this podcast is a place that I want people to, 
get inspired and see that like, you know, I mean, I think I do believe that Ange, you are going to make a difference in a lot of people's lives because, um, whether you continue to pursue this forever or you don't or whatever, because mm-hmm. as manifesting generators, yeah. what I'm learning is that you might change your path and that's cool. Right. But I do feel that like, I know we're just like scratching the surface here and this is just like the tip of the iceberg when it comes to showing me my human design. Mm-hmm. And I actually do want to learn a lot more. And I feel like there is so much more in depth that we could, that we could go. Oh, yeah. Um, and I, I just know that there's going to be people who you will help them navigate their way through life. And I think that's so cool that you're, mm-hmm. that you're doing this. And I hope you feel good doing this. I know you, I can tell you do, because <laughs> even sitting here watching you right now, like there's a certain level of energy and like just lightness that you mm-hmm. have and calm. You're so calm and that's infectious. And I feel like, yeah, you're just like, you're the right person to help oh, thanks, with Trish. people. And because I, I, I do want to go into this more, but like if, I, but I, I also know that like. We um, could sit here and talk. We have for the last 48 hours. Yes. Really, truly. We've been doing this. <laughs> we wouldn't be allowed to be no. on the podcast network. No, if, <laughs> exactly. But I, I, I do want to, if there was one more thing that you wanted to kind of highlight in my, in my chart yeah. that you feel would be uh, well, I just think what's, what's cool or what would yeah, be like, I'll choose one more okay. that you might not typically learn. Okay. If, okay. Um, with you. So human design, one of the things that is, I just found kind of quirky or unique that it tells you that I didn't even think would help me mm-hmm. or understand how it would help me is it tells you which of the senses is mm-hmm. your strongest sense. And for you, it's what's called outer vision. So people with essentially whatever sense is your strongest, it kind of lays over top of the rest of your chart and how you use your energy is kind of like a film. You just kind of do everything through that sense, or that's the strongest way that you intake energy. Um, and with you, with Outer Vision, it is all about the beauty in things. So for someone with this strong sense, it's going to be making sure that your environment looks nice, that your clothes and your hair are aesthetically pleasing. It's before you eat your food, it, it's positioned nicely. It's presented oh gorgeous. It's yeah. And it's, and don't let society make you feel like that's vain or that's you're doing that for attention or any of those things. No, like you, you feel better and you authentically just feel like Trish when things are gorgeous. <laughs> Gorgeous. Just gorgeous. No, but that makes so much... I mean, look at my freaking house. Yeah. And, and also just... I have felt... I won't lie. When you just said there, don't feel bad about that. I have. Because mm-hmm. people be like, why do you care? Mm-hmm. Why do you care if your avocado is laid that way? Or And I'm like, well, why do you care that I care, first yeah. of all? But like... I never have been able to, I'm like, I don't know why I care. I just, I just do. Well, and what you say to those people, Trish, is that because to me it matters and that's it. It, it matters to you. Hold on. Say that again. It matters because (laughs) to me it matters. Mm -hmm. How simple is that? That's just it. It means something to you. It doesn't have to mean anything to them. It's not for other people. It's not attention seeking. It's because it matters to you. And it is also another one of your gifts. Like look at your job, Trish, like you're helping other people with your photography, making what they're creating beautiful. So that's what I love about human design is that you start to, you start to understand that what other people have as one of their natural gifts that maybe isn't inherently within you is an energy source that you get to tap into when you're with them. And when they're in your community and when they're part of your project. So rather than being like, Oh God, I just wish that I had the same eye as Trish or like, you know, I'm like, why, why can't I make my Instagram look so nice? Or like, I don't know how to take pictures and getting really frustrated. And for some people maybe threatened, Mm. I can be like, Oh, why don't I ask Trish to help me with that part? 
And that is actually a win for me. And when Trish is with me, mm-hmm. I can tap into that energy. Maybe I become a little bit more, you know, outer vision focused and I see that in myself. It doesn't mean I have that energy inherently within me, but mm-hmm. I can tap into it. And because I know my chart, I know what I can bring to the table yeah. as well for you. And so it's less of this like, oh, you know, there's not enough to go around. And it's like, we all have something to bring to the table. Let's work together and take advantage of that in a good way and in a give take way. And then we're all going to benefit, you know? That's so cool. And I think that the more we start to know about each other or, you know, ourselves, it's like, I think we were talking about this the other day, weren't we? And it's like, there's certain things that, I mean, I just know that I'm not good at and I, and I'm happy mm-hmm. to be like, like, I don't do my, I, I do do ta- my taxes, but I don't personally do my taxes. Yeah. I don't like numbers. I don't like spreadsheets. I don't want to learn. I don't want to know. And I know that when I do it, I get freaking frustrated. I get angry. Well, now I know why, right? Yeah. And I think you were saying too that you're like, there's certain things that you have a, is it uh, not a project? Who is, what's... Um, yes. Yeah. So, okay. I've got a couple, I've got a lot of projectors in my life. Yeah. Some which know they are, which yeah. is very helpful. Some that don't understand it. So they're probably not leaning into it as much. But just for me with this whole journey, yeah, because of kind of just snowballed into it. There are aspects of starting this project logistics that I'm just finding are such a blocker. And I I cannot bring myself to do this. I don't want to. And then it stops me from moving forward. Mm -hmm. And so it was having these conversations with you this weekend. I was like, why don't I just ask this projector that I just talked to and projectors love systems. They love organization. They love efficiency. And then as soon as we talked to her, she was like, yeah, and let's she needed the invite, week. didn't she? She needed the invitation before she couldn't come to me. And she, she's someone that I've given a reading to. Yeah. And she could have come to me and been like, hey, here's how I think maybe we could have structured this. Or here's some efficiencies that would help you when you're doing this for other people. And it wouldn't have landed. Wouldn't have landed. But because I turned around and I invited her to share that, now this is going to be a much more beautiful connection. I've also, I've recognized her as an authority in what she does. And so now wow. she can come and help me with my projects, just like I can then sit and help her with, you know, some of the things that I did with her chart and what's going on in her life. Yeah. So it's recognizing what's going on in yourself, but also that's why it's so beneficial to understand the people around you as well too, and how you really, you know, we really are just like one community. How we can communicate, how we navigate all of yeah. that stuff. Honestly, girl, I just, <laughs> we could do this for hours and I'm so inspired. I really, really am. And I think, I know that there, inevitably there's going to be a lot of people who reach out to you mm-hmm. from off the back of this. <laughs> I know that. I know that. So what does a typical reading look like? How does that look? And yeah. how do people book you? Yeah. Okay. Good <laughs> few questions. Um, in terms of a typical reading, we'd book it for about an hour. Um, we will go through a lot of these main topics that we just talked about the the three key you know you've got your energy type you've got your strategy you've got your authority and you've got um you know that's you've got your energy centers I do like to touch on the energy centers I think they're an everyday occurrence that being said before we start your reading ahead of time I'll ask you what your knowledge is of human design because if there are some of your listeners or people that are booking me that have dove more into it we can go a lot deeper Cool. Right? So like depending on where the planets are each day, that can affect your chart. Some of the areas that you don't have lit up might become lit up depending on what's going on in the universe. So we can go deep. We can focus on a relationship in your life. If you've got two charts you want me to look at, compatibility, wow. we can dive into your kids. So it can go different ways. Yeah. And I'll, I'll, I'll talk to you before the reading. We'll figure out what works best for you. So mm-hmm. you're not hearing advice you already know and you're, you're really learning something that's going to help you. Yeah. 
Um, in terms of booking me, yeah, how do we how do we book you, girl? Instagram. <laughs> so it is Angela Curtis, mm-hmm. um, and then two underscores. So yeah. Angela Curtis underscore underscore, mm-hmm. um, and they can contact me right through there and just slip into your DMs and slip, slide into my DMs. It's the best way to do it. Okay, <laughs> yeah. best way to do it, and then and then we'll go from there and finding a time that works for everyone. So that is so so cool. Well, honestly, Ange, I'm. So grateful. How did that feel? First of all, how, how do you feel? Good. Yeah. Good. Did you feel yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> I was so nervous before, and oh my gosh, like just why am I here? Who invited me on a podcast? But yeah. once you get going, it's just it's easy, right? Yeah, if it's something you're excited about, so thank you. Yeah. Well, no, no, thank you. And um, I just I'm, I'm I really am grateful for the time, like for you reaching out because mm-hmm. you know that wasn't easy. I mean, because it takes balls, you know, yeah, to to do that, and um. I just believe that this is the beginning of a very amazing friendship, but relationship. And I also feel that there's a bit of a partnership here because a lot of the women that I do work with or maybe don't work with yet, but send me those little messages on Instagram are struggling with a bit of identity. Mm -hmm. Like, and I think we all do at times. Oh yeah. And not really sure where their next step is. Mm -hmm. And I feel like this is a great way for them to maybe be the the first step into having a reading with you and understanding themselves a bit more to see, oh, okay, that that validates that. Or, mm-hmm. you know, you keep calling it a pass, uh, uh, not a hall pass. <laughs> God, not a hall pass. What's it called? A permission slip. A I think they're two different things, aren't yeah. they? Oh, shit. Um, <laughs> these are permission slips um, for for how you feel, right? Yeah. And, and I, I do believe that that you will help a lot of people with that. Truly, truly, I do. And I do believe that without a shadow of doubt that everything you told me has like struck a chord with like an inner set of beliefs that I always kind of knew was there, mm-hmm. but didn't understand why. Oh, Trish, when I do readings with people, I don't actually feel like I'm telling them anything new. I, like something lights up in people when they hear it. And when you see it's resonated, it's because they're like, exactly, or like, thank you, or I've always thought that, but I felt really bad about it. Like, yeah. it's, you're kind of just pointing people back to themselves and just telling them, like, it's okay. It's like I see old, this part of you. It's like an it's old okay. knowing, like this exactly. old knowing that is just there. Yeah. And it's there for a reason. Yes. You got oh, it. Well, thank you so much. Thank you, I Trish. I love you. And, um, Me too. It's been great. <sighs> Let's do this again. Absolutely. Mwah. <laughs> Flourish with Trish is an original podcast hosted by me, Trish. It's produced by my father, Richard Johnson, from his home studio in Ontario, Canada. The music was also composed and produced by my incredibly talented dad, who, like my mom, has always encouraged me to follow my dreams. Thanks, mom and dad.